Trust me when I say that there's nothing better than having to go to work during the time that you should have been on vacation, where it was mid-80s and just beautiful. Fuck this pandemic. I'm over it. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. This is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, and we're one step closer to the NFL draft for this year, although it will not be in Vegas, where myself and my friends should have been. But uh, it's going ahead, you know, full force anyways. They're doing their safer-at-home uh, virtual draft. Everybody's touting it out as being like a regular fantasy football draft. You know the ones that we do at home in August, and uh, couldn't be farther from the truth because I doubt they're going to be drunk as shit. Uh, doubt you know people are going to be in the second, third round and be like, oh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Jonathan Taylor." No, dumbass. Jonathan Taylor's already gone. You're not going to see that kind of shit. Come on, that's in everybody's fucking draft. But not not the NFL's. Uh, we have some updates um, on here. I, I'm not going to go through all the non-skill positions as I was hoping to. It's just I'm, I'm working way too much. Um, yeah, it's an excuse. Uh, working too much. I'm trying to get through the skill position. Uh players as much as humanly possible we have the quarterbacks the wide receivers already we're dealing with running backs today tight ends will be done before the draft and we'll have another little podcast before then and then i want to try and get set up to where i can actually do a live podcast where people can uh text in and stuff like that and we can talk while the nfl draft is going on on thursday i did take off on friday so we'll be able to do at least rounds one uh, and then two and three on Friday. Uh, we'll probably skip on, you know, going through the rest of it on Saturday because that's just going to be, you know, hell in a handbasket and whether or not anybody's really going to want to sit there and pay attention as much as some of us do. Um, there's no real reason to do it. Um, <clears throat> the spreadsheets, there's a couple of updates we do, 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 we have two quarterbacks that are added, and that is Mason Fine and uh, Josh Love. Let's deal with them real quick. Mason Fine out of North Texas. He's slated to be a round seven slash UDFA. Um, he is out of North Texas. He's a senior. He's only five foot 11, 187 pounds. So he's kind of like Drew Breesish. Um, so he's gonna have a he's gonna have an uphill climb because everybody worries about size. Um, so I did put on there that, uh, he's definitely, he, I, I definitely see him ending up on a practice squad, whether or not he actually ends up on an active roster is really going to, you know, remain to be seen. But what I said about him is a uh, nice arm slot throws a nice looking ball while on the run. He's a pocket passer, but can move the pocket itself. Uh, but he has a one read passer, but can be coached uh, with his height concerns and level that he has played at. There are questions for sure. Uh, I do like the kid. Uh, I'd like to see him actually make a roster. He could be a capable backup, but like I said, with the size concerns and whatnot, um, it is going to be quite a, a uphill climb for him. Uh, let's see. Then we got Josh Love. He's out of San Diego State, uh, San Jose State. I'm sorry, uh, redshirt senior, six two, two hundred five pounds. Um, PFF projection round five. It really a kid that I shouldn't have missed in the first place, but for whatever reason, um, here we are. Uh, set out here, he throws a really good looking ball and is able to lead the receiver. 
Nice arm slot and steps into the throw. Throw looks like it's thrown effort- effortlessly, but with nice velocity. Gets stuck staring at the first read receiver, but that could be coached up. He can run, but wants to throw first. Good-looking kid. If he can get in the right spot and get a couple seasons to learn system, he could be really good. Uh, yeah, it says really good. Why the hell is that not? Oh, we got to take the Merchant Center off. There we go. Missing part of the thing. So, uh, Josh Love, uh, mid-round, uh, mid-range, you know, mid-draft quarterback to take a look at. Um, if he's as good as I think he is, I could see him getting taken in the fourth round. And I think he's very capable. Um, he's very capable of starting at some certain point. Whether or not he's going to be, you know, elite remains to be seen. But uh, like I said, if you give him a couple of years in there, <clears throat> I think that kid's going to be really good. But any which way, um, we also have updates now for the ESPN rankings. They did not update their rankings from last week, which is actually kind of nice because 1 through 10 stayed the same. Uh, Every single position up through about number 20. If there's 20 or so players ranked i have it now ranked through the top 20 for each position uh if it makes it up to 20 if you see where it stops at kind of like 16 um and that's in a couple spots i want to say that it was with guards or centers um then it's going to stop at 16 and not make it up there so but uh you know i'm i'm not going to go through 40 different or 30 different running backs considering the fact that i'm going through them now so I'll give you your top 20. According to ESPN, um, we're talking about it. I don't agree with a lot of it. Um, but just be made aware that these sites are are looking at certain guys. I'm looking at a couple of different guys. Uh, I talked to my buddy Paul Burkholz a couple times this week. We were talking about running backs. He has running backs that he likes. I have running backs that I like. We not we, None of us are going to agree um, on which running backs that we you know, are on or off. And ultimately, it really comes down to the system that they end up in, and that's the most important thing. So, But at least going through the spreadsheet, it gets you familiar with the guys that are involved on there. And like I said, you can take this, you can watch a draft on, say, Thursday, watch it on Friday. Maybe you pop in for, like, say, an hour on Saturday, and you can take a look. You can see a guy get drafted, go back and kind of look and see what people feel about them. And that's kind of the whole point of it. So hopefully next year, maybe I'll be able to get a little bit more in-depth um, a lot of that had to do with the XFL. I was really big in the XFL. I wish it was still around. Um, they're currently looking for a buyer. Uh, with them being in the bankrupt, and, you know, going after bankruptcy, it sucks. But uh, it is what it is. Now we're going to be basically back to the NFL again. So, without further ado, let's get ourselves into the running backs. And we're going to start with Selvin Ahmed out of Washington. 5'11", 196-pound junior. 2019 had 118 attempts for 1,020 yards, 5.4 yards per carry, 11 touchdowns with 16 receptions for 84 yards, 5.3 average on those catches, and zero touchdowns. He is slotted for PFF round seven. UDFA ESPN rank actually has him up at a number at the number 10 running back. So ESPN likes him a lot more than PFF. He increased his production from 2017 to 2019 patient. And when he's ready to excel, he has a nice little burst appears faster than what his 40 times suggests. His patience may be a hindrance as he will come to a complete stop in the backfield. And when I say complete stop, I mean, he fucking stops and stands there. And that's not a good thing, uh, which would allow NFL defenders to swallow him up before he can hit the burners. So if he can get coached out of that, it's great. Um, if he if they can't, um, he is going to bust out really fucking quick. 
And um, as far as I'm concerned, I'd like if if somebody wants to take a chance on him, I'm hoping that they had a running back that you know they're comfortable with now for a year or two, so he can learn how to be an effective NFL runner. Next on the board we have is Cam Akers out of Florida State, five foot eleven, two hundred twelve pound junior. PFF has him projected at round four. ESPN has him as the number five running back at NFL.com. Remember, that's Bucky Brooks has him as their number three. So not too bad of a running back <clears throat> in terms of the big three. Uh, 2019 had 231 attempts for 1,144 100, 1, yards, 5.0 yards per carry. And 14 TDs with 30 receptions for 225 yards, 7.5 average, and 4 TDs. So stats weren't too bad. He had a dip in production in 2018 from 2017, where his yards per carry dropped from 5.3 to 4.4, but rebounded nicely in 2019 to 5.0. He's an upright-style runner, hangs the ball out a little too much for my liking. We like to have that ball in high and tight. He's not doing that. He's keeping his arm out a little bit too much. One-cut runner who has some nice bursts when he decides to go, which is quick. He's a natural receiver who uses his hands. He's very fast out of the cut and in the open field. So the only concern I really have for him is can he keep that ball locked in tight? Um, other than that, he <clears throat> should be a very capable runner in a nice offense. Next we have Darius the Jet, the Jet Anderson out of TCU. He's a senior uh, five foot ten, two hundred and eight pounds. Uh, split backfield in, at TCU, so we'll get to his um, partner later. PFF round projection is now at round six. Two thousand nineteen, he had one hundred fifty one attempts for eight hundred twenty three yards, five point four yards per carry. Very nice. Six TDs with twenty two receptions for one hundred twenty eight yards, five point eight average, and zero TDs. So he's a capable guy catching the ball out of the backfield, but doesn't get very much out of out of it once he gets it. Uh, limited carries as a freshman, but his yards per carry dropped three straight seasons. Okay, so from fre- from his uh, oh, pardon me, from his sophomore to senior year, he went from eight point five. This is his yards per carry average: eight point five to six point oh to four point eight. I'm sorry, this freshman through junior came back up his senior year. So he's willing to bang with the fender. So he was the guy who was in the middle. Uh, not a clean cut guy and likes to juke a little too much for my liking. That was an issue. Upright runner. Nothing that really wows me and makes me believe he's anything more than a backup. <clears throat> so here we got a guy that eh, we're not really too thrilled about for fantasy. Next on the list, we have Levante Bellamy out of Western Michigan. five foot nine, 190-pound senior. PFF has him projected round 7 slash UDFA. ESPN has him ranked as their number 16. So ESPN has him ranked a, a lot better than uh, PFF, um, considering the fact that ESPN went through all 33. I think they had a 34th guy, so I kind of left him off. But uh, he's a fifth-year senior who really didn't do anything until 2018 when he got 205 carries. 77 carries or less his first three years, most of it due to injuries. Uh, another upright runner, runner, dicks around a little too much in the backfield, but keeps his feet moving. That was more important. He kept his feet. He, when he sits there and, he, you know, these guys are trying to juke and jive, he's keeping his feet moving, which is what I really kind of liked. But he runs a little bit too much east to west. Um, but when he finds an opening, he is gone. The problem that I had with him was he tends to turn his shoulders a little too much. You want to have that back where, yeah, they're going to shift. They're going to shift their shoulders a little bit too much, but you want them to keep them at least somewhat parallel to the line of scrimmage. So their eye, because their eyes are staying a little bit more focused downfield, and he's going to have a little bit more lateral movement. I think NFL defenders are going to be too fast for him and catch him when he tries to find a seam. That's not good. But it's something that you can work on, especially if you're getting him in the late rounds. He could be a guy that could work up in there. Um, I didn't necessarily hate him, but I didn't. I wasn't in love with him. That was the problem. Very fast, though. He's at a 4.5 40-yard dash, so uh, he is a quick guy. 
Next we have is Eno Benjamin out of Arizona State. Uh, five foot ten, two hundred and one pound junior. PFF has him rated round seven UDFA. ESPN has him ranked at number fourteen. Um, I'm going to take a second. I'm going to explain something here. So when you when you look at the PFF round projections, if they're in red, where it starts with the round, that means that they have dropped. They did do an update on the 13th on the site. So if you see it in red, that means it's dropped since their last update. If it's in green, it means they have gone up. If it's in blue, it means it stayed the same. I should have denoted that, uh, and I apologize for that, but I think some of you would have figured that one out uh, because I had these rankings, these round projections actually out last week during the wide receiver portion. Uh, 2019, 253 attempts for 1,083 yards, a 4.3 yard per carry, yuck, and 10 TDs with 42 receptions for 347 yards, 8.3 average, and 2 TDs. Okay. Nice with the receiving. Not so much with the running. Sophomore year was his most productive when he had 47 more carries and 559 more yards. So he can actually um, be good. Um, This is Eno Benjamin. That sophomore year, that's when Kalen Balazs was there. And Benjamin, if anybody remembers, and I barely remember, um, when I was talking about Kalen Balaj when he was supposed to be coming out on that draft, I actually had mentioned Eno Benjamin and how much I liked him more than Kalen Balaj. Um So his production has kind of slipped with getting more, uh, <clears throat> um, being kind of like the the main man. Um, but he's not a he's not a he's not a terrible terrible player. Uh, decisive runner, knows where he wants to go early and sheds tacklers, gets good push on the inside when lowering his head. These are exact opposites of what I talked about with Balaj. Um, good receiver who sometimes catches with his body. Okay, it's a running back. It's all right. Uh, tough, tough kid who could be a nice late draft pick. I would laugh if Eno Benjamin actually ended up in Miami and then showed Kalen Balaj actually how to be a running back. Uh, he's very quick. He's 4.57. Anything under 4.6 I like out of uh, my running backs. Um, but he's very athletic. His uh, vertical jump was at 39 inches. He had a broad jump of 122. Three-cone drill was under 7 seconds. So he's got good feet. 20-yard shuttle was at 4.25. Not too bad. I like this kid. Where he's going to go, That you got to look at where they're going to go. If you're telling me he's going to go in the 6th or 7th round, um, they have potential, and they still have a potential to make a team. I'm all for it. Uh, get these kids kind of built up. Next, we have Raymond Calise, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, five foot nine, hundred eighty-five pounds, senior. Uh, round projection, round seven slash UDFA. He's dropped. Uh, 2019 had 117 attempts for 886 yards, a 7.6 yard per carry. It's six TDs with 10 receptions for 67 yards, 6.7 average, and one TD. Did get many opportunities to touch the ball, but was super productive when he t- when he had it. Uh, he's a little man that likes to run like a big guy inside, finds his path right on the handoff. That He's very, very good. He's got very good vision. Um, patient and offers a quick burst with nice cuts and blazing speed. Uh, there's no wasted moves with him. He finds what he wants to fucking do, and he does it. It's all calculated, and you can see his head... When he gets the ball, he, <clears throat> you can see him move. You can see it move, and he's reading the defenders. He does it even when he's in the middle of his run. When he gets into the linebacking level, he's still moving. He's trying to find everything because he's trying to calculate where his route's going to be right there. I really, really like this kid. Um, the only two questions are: can he, can he catch? And he should be able to at five foot nine. You would hope he can, because he'd be probably be more of a third down back. You know, change of pace. Um, and did he excel because of inf- playing in an inferior conference? Saving grace on him, he can return kicks. I'd love to see him as a returner. Love to see it. Especially since I don't think he's, you know, he's not going to be somebody that's going to be able to start. Uh, very fast, though, 4.4240. Uh, circle him. Denote it somewhere. Um, 
third day guy, but uh, very, very interesting uh, player right there. Next, we have Reggie Corbin out of Illinois. Redshirt senior, 5'10", 220, or, uh, 200 pounds. PFF uh, projection, another round seven guy. It's never changed. Uh, ESPN rank number 20. So we're getting kind of down, you know, one of these guys that's way down at the bottom. 2019, 143 attempts for 675 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. When I look at college kids, I'd like to see that average be five or higher. Um, but there's things that I like, but there really is things that I like about this kid. So that 4.7, I'm taking it with a grain of salt, to be honest with you. Had seven TDs with three receptions for 28 yards, 9.3 average, and zero TD. So he's not much of a uh, pass receiver. His best year was 2018 when he averaged 8.5 yards per carry. Very fast. Kid has some nice quick feet and doesn't dick around in the backfield. Very important. Upright runner who gets the ball and boom, moves forward quick. I think he's a better receiver than when he showed at Illinois. Uh, I think that was an error on the coaching staff. The kid can catch. I mean, he's got real nice hands, so um, I'm not going to buy in too much with the receiving. I like him. I think he can make a difference for a team as a change of pace, as a change of pace, and a possible third down back. So, another guy. A lot of guys, real super late. I'm not too much into the mid the mid round guys. You know, I like the guys at the top, uh, the mid range. I'm not so much. It's these guys at the bottom, these round sevens and round six guys that I'm really kind of keying in on. Next, we move to Miami with DJ Dallas, 5'10", 215-pound junior. Uh, another round seven guy. He's actually dropped. I believe he was round. He actually dropped. He was at a round five, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, ESPN has him ranked at number 12. Uh, 2019, he had 115. Uh, oh, wow. 115 attempts for 693 yards. I have an error in here. I'm going to fix that real quick here. Uh, 115 attempts for 693 yards, 6.0 yards per carry, ATDs with 14 receptions for 140 yards. Uh, That's a a 10-yard per reception and two TDs. Raises YPC average each of his three years. Powerful legs, long strider. You have to tackle him clean. There's no fucking arm tackling him. He's very, very strong. Pretty good at receiving when needed. Uses his hands. Love it. Likes to come all the way up to the line before making his cut, but not much of a burst. It's more of a ramp up the speed. So when you see these guys, when they make a cut, they make the one cut and go. And you you can see the burst when they're coming through, where they're just plant plant that foot and fucking go. This guy, he plants, and when he goes, it's... You just see it. It's like a trajectory type thing, you know. It's like uh, you look on a graph, you know, on a chart. You just see that gradual raise up. That's that's what it is. It's like a 45-degree angle raise up. He's building up the speed. So <clears throat> he is rather quick. He's at, he's under 4.6. He's at a 4.58 and it's 40. So the only issue with that is, is he going to need that burst at the next level? Is not having that burst, is that going to kill him? And it's quite possible because you are facing faster defenders, especially in the linebacking core, that may be able to get on top of him before he can actually get built up. But overall, I don't hate I don't hate the kid. I'd like to see him get a chance. We'll have to wait and see. Next Next on the list is the guy that I think is, I don't understand pro football focus, what the fuck they're doing. A.J. Dillon out of Boston College, six foot, 250 pound junior. 250 pounds. 4.5340. Bench press 23 times. Vertical jump, 41 inches. Broad jump, 131. 7.19 in the cone drill. PFF has him as a round projection of a round 7 slash UD 
UFA. ESPN rank, a little bit better. Number eight. Somebody at Pro Football Focus fucked up. Because A.J. Dillon is not a round seven running back. 2019, 318 attempts. He's a fucking workhorse, as you might have expected. For 1,685 yards, 5.3 yards per carry, and 14 TDs. With 13 receptions for 195 yards, 15 average on a reception, and one TD. Missed a couple of games in 2018, but very consistent all three years. Love it. He is a fucking bulldozer with speed. This kid trucks fucking defenders. Trucks them. But he also has nice footwork on the cuts and when defenders are trying to tackle him. He holds the ball in tight, which I love. Um, very, not very, not much of a receiver. So I do have some worry that he could just be a two-down back, especially at his size. <clears throat> it wouldn't surprise me if you're looking at an early down back versus a guy that could go all three. But, but we have seen Henry work all three downs in the right situation. I like this kid, A.J. Dillon. He's going to be up there. He's not dropping past round five. I believe he might be a late four. Running backs are going to go relatively late this year because of the wide receiver boom. So that should mean he should go, in my estimation, he should go no later than the fourth. But what do I know? Nobody pays me for this shit. Next on the list, J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, 5'10", 217-pound junior. Pro Football Focus has Dobbins projected around four. ESPN has him as the number two running back, as does Bucky Brooks from NFL.com. 2019, 301 attempts for 2,003 yards, 6.7 yards per carry, and 21 TDs with 23 receptions for 247 yards, 10.7 average, and two TDs. He had a dip in production from freshman to sophomore year with more carries, rebounded his junior year, and then the senior year was just as good, if not better. Tough runner when attempting to be tackled, takes multiple guys. Not exceptional speed for a top end of the draft guy, uh, but has a nice little burst on the break. He did not run the 40 at the Combine which I believe that was due to injury. That's why he only did the bench press. He did 23 reps. Uh, Very much a cutback guy and can do a lot when he hits the open field. He's not my favorite, but it's hard to dismiss his talent. This is a guy that we have circled as a possible bust guy because of the stats, because of coming out of Ohio State, guys gravitate to the big colleges. I'm a little bit worried about J.K. Dobbins, especially with the injury issues. But uh, definitely, I mean, he's got the skill to do the job. It's just whether or not he's going to find his place. If he ends up on a shit team with a bad offensive line, I don't think he can do much. If he ends up on a decent, you know, a 8-8, eight and eight, you know, an up team, a team with a better offensive line, He's definitely worthy for discussion. But we need to see where he lands first. Next on our list we have is Rico Doddle. Out of South Carolina, six foot, 215-pound senior. Uh, Pro Football Focus actually does not have him ranked, so that means that they either aren't on top of him or it's a plain old UDFA. 2019, 106 attempts for 498 yards, split backfield, uh, 4.7 yards per carry, yeek, and four TDs with 22 receptions for 167 yards, 7.6 average, and zero TDs. Has never handled the backfield by himself and split with um, Tavian Feaster in 2019. Remember that name. 
will be there soon enough. Doesn't have a real burst, but he's smooth out of his break and has some nimble feet. Dude will take on defenders if he has to with a 50-50 success rate. So, 50, you know, 50% of the time, he'll truck a defender. The other 50%, he just gets destroyed. That's pretty much what that meant. Uh, worth a late late selection since he has some decent hands on receptions and he's a good-looking runner. Nice change of pace back that could thrive in a backfield that utilizes multiple backs. He does run a 4.54 40-yard dash, so he's no, he's no terrible cat at all. Next we have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Hilaire. Edwards-Hilaire. Not Hilaire. Not Heller. Hilaire. The H is silent. LSU. 5'8", 209-pound junior. 2019, he had 215 attempts for 1,414 yards, 6.6 yards per carry. Nice. 16 TDs with 55 receptions for 451 yards, 8.2 average, and 1 TD. He is a workhorse. PFF has him projected round 3. ESPN rank is number 4 overall. NFL.com has him at number 5. Very nice running back. Small. You know, short, I should say, um, but he has the size. But he has nice, you know, size. He's got a lot of muscle mass, uh, nice footwork, and keeps himself pointed towards the end zone. Very important. Uh, tough little fucker who keeps himself compact until he gets open. Can catch the football and do positive things with it. Really like this kid, and even though he is short, he is built to handle the punishment. Definitely take a look at this kid. This kid is really, really good. I love him. He is slightly slow. He's not, you know, incredibly quick. He runs a 4.640, so it kind of tips, you know, right on that line. Um, vertical jump. He had a 39.5 vertical jump, so you can make up to it. You can get them high balls. Broad jump he had, too, was 123. It's pretty nice for a little short guy. But uh, definitely pay attention to him. He's going to go after um, Taylor and Swift uh, so he quite possibly could be the third guy off the board. Um, I really, really hope he gets in the right situation and doesn't end up on one of these low-end teams. Next, we have the guy that everybody is now on, the super secret guy. But the problem is he's not super secretive. Darrington Evans out of Appalachian State, five foot 200-pound junior. PFF has him projected round seven. Slash UDFA was not rated with the ESPN boys, which was kind of surprising considering everybody's talking about this kid. 255 attempts for 1,480 yards. It's a 5.8 yards per carry with 18 TDs and 21 receptions for 198 yards, 9.4 average, and 5 TDs. Progressed in the backfield each year with 2019 being all his. <clears throat> meaning that he split the backfield all the other years that he was there, uh, but had it to himself his senior year. So 2018 was his best year rushing when he averaged, as an average, uh, 6.6 yards per carry, although he had way more TDs in 2019. So that 5.8 could be even better. Uh, Very nice-looking runner who can catch when needed. He's not as sure-handed, but secures it. The only question I have with him is that his team just dominated, and I wonder if it's if it's more him or more the team that makes him excel. Worth a late draft shot, but word is getting out, and he is moving up draft boards. So Darrington Evans is starting to get into that 4-5 uh, round range. Um, so he's not the higher the higher the round that you get the less safe that pick is going to be if it's wrong. I mean, a lot of guys will go, you know, well, it's no, it, it doesn't matter if you waste a fourth or a fifth round pick. No, it, do- it kind of does because you could have totally used that for a different fucking position. And a lot of these guys drop because everybody drops or goes after the skill position players. And you could have gotten yourself maybe uh, you needed a corner, you needed a safety, you needed a linebacker, uh, you needed somebody along the defensive line, offensive line, uh, tight ends who are dropping. Maybe there was a wide receiver that you 
that you wanted in that spot. Maybe you needed a quarterback to groom in the future. You can't waste picks. You have to be very calculated. The higher the round, the better the round, the earlier the round, however I'm trying to fucking say this, the earlier the round, the less opportunity you have to fuck that pick up, in my opinion. So you have to make it count. If he was going in round seven, absolutely no problems. You get into four five, considering that most of the running backs are probably going to go, you know, the high-end ones are going to go second, maybe third round, he better be a fucking stud. Now, here comes the sleeper pick, all right? This is Doddle's running mate out of South Carolina. This is Tevion Feaster, a six-foot, 221-pound senior. This is my guy. PFF does not have him. None of the sites have him or are listing him. But the funny part was he was not invited to the combine. He was very pissed off about it because with the COVID-19 outbreak, he wasn't able to have a pro day. Nobody's really look, nobody's able to look, really look at him, even with the virtual uh, pro days. 2019, 124 attempts for 672 yards of 5.4 yards per carry and 5 TDs with 17 receptions for 87 yards, 5.1 average and 0 TDs. He's a Clemson transfer from, for his senior year and split the backfield. Has also never handled the backfield by himself. He is super fast and tough in the hole. Dude gets low and compact. We're going through the line and boom. Goes when he gets open. I said it's like cocking a gun and watching a fucking bullet hit hit a target. He literally makes that cut and he goes. Keep an eye on this kid. If you see his name pop up. I don't know if he's going to get drafted. But if he's if he does not get drafted, somebody needs to fucking sign this kid because he's very very good. Very good. Very talented. Can get the job done. This is fucking Arian Foster in my opinion. I think he can catch. Whether or not he can take on the full duties that remains to be seen. Definitely a guy in a tandem backfield, split backfield, you would want on your roster. Keep an eye on Feaster. Next, we have Jermichael Hasty out of Baylor, five foot nine, two hundred five pounds. His senior, two thousand nineteen, had one hundred nine attempts for six hundred twenty seven yards, five point eight yards per carry, very nice carry average. And seven TDs with 25 receptions for 184 yards, 7.4 average, and zero TDs. So he could get the job done. But his career stats overall are really meh. A guy that you cannot arm tackle, though. You have to attack him with everything you have. Elusive and has a quick short burst. He has some really nice hands and is quick when he gets in the open. I did say, I didn't think I was going to like him. But he's growing on me. It might be a nice change of pace slash third down back. Round six projection by PFF. Just makes it under that 4.6 and uh, in, in the 40. Brian Harrion, Georgia, six foot, 210 pound senior. 2019, he had 103 attempts for 490 yards, 4.8 yards per carry, and six TDs with 18 receptions for 110 yards, 6.9 average, and one TD. His average fluctuated up and down each year. He's a fr- his freshman and junior year averaged 5.8 and 5.9. So there's a lot more potential in there. Um, you know, like a full yard per carry average higher. Okay. Um, he's willing to hit the defender and has some wiggle on the run, but it, overall he doesn't thrill me. Uh, PFF does not have him projected. So he's probably going to end up being a UDFA. Next we have from Notre Dame, we have Tony Jones, 5'11", 224 pound, junior, 2019. He had 144 attempts for 857 yards, six flat yard per carry, okay? Six TDs have 15 receptions for 104 yards, 6.9 average and one TD, okay? Look at, when we're looking at him, he increases workload year to year, nice. Means they had a little bit more trust in him. 
You would think a guy his size would really pop to fetters, but he doesn't. Ooh. Easily taken down when knocked off balance. Ooh. There is no burst to him, and when he gets up to speed, he is easy to catch. Ooh. And then we look at his 4.68 40-yard dash. And you go, how did Do- how did Tony Jones get invited to the fucking combine instead of Feaster? Mm. Feaster's name's going to come up probably a couple more times. Uh, he, PFF does not have him rated, which is probably pretty good. Uh, don't think he makes a team whatsoever. Now we have, we got here. Joshua Kelly out of UCLA. What? 5'11", 219-pound senior. Nice size. 2019, had 229 attempts for 1,060 yards. 4.6 yards per carry. Eeh. Eeh. That's troublesome. That's troublesome. And 12 TDs with 11 receptions for 71 yards, 6.5 average, and 1 TD. Hmm. Junior year was his better year when he averaged 5.5 yards per carry and had 16 more receptions for a 7.1 average. Okay, so did he go into his senior year, just have a down year? He has more potential? Quite possibly. But he doesn't look as fast as his combine time, which was 4.49. But really strong lower body. You can't arm tackle him. Not flashy, but tough runner. Dude will drag defenders with him and get whatever yardage he can. PFF. Round 7 slash UDFA projection. I kind of like this kid. Um, But I think what's going to happen with him is if he doesn't... It's weird. I I don't see him as a third down back. I see him more as a change of pace type guy. And quite possibly could be the goal line back. I mean... You look at the kid, and you can see it in his legs. He's just is he's fucking built. He's fucking pulling people, pushing people. Um, I like him. I don't see <clears throat> him really doing anything more than being a pain in our ass for whatever team that he gets on. Like basically goes to a team that has an established running back, and then he ends up fucking everything up for you. Um, but I do like the kid. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best, but I don't think he's going to be very much. <clears throat> Next we have is Javon Leak out of Maryland, six foot, two hundred six pound junior, two thousand nineteen. He had one hundred and two attempts for seven hundred thirty six yards, a seven point three yard per carry average with eight TDs. Wow, nine receptions for fifty five yards, six point one average and zero TDs. Mm. Made the most out of his opportunities, but one hundred two carries were far and away the most he had in a season. Um. Yeah, basically he did nothing the other t- the other couple of years that he was there. So uh, last year was the year that he that he pretty much did everything in his college career. Uh, talk about an up <laughs> an upright runner. Looks like he's jogging out there, but yet getting away from tacklers, which was really weird. Right? Returns kicks and looks good doing it, which is a plus. This kid ran a four point six five forty. A 4.65, which means that he ran rather slow. Everybody looking at him like, oh, fuck this kid. I mean, this kid is a lot faster than his fucking 40 time. I think he just had a bad, bad 40 dash. Um, but he is more of a straight-ahead runner uh, with weak direct cha- direction, blah, 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 direction change. He's faster than his combine time. Just said that there. He was running away from some really good defenders. I like him, but his running style will get him beat down. Now, when we say upright, you watch a running back, you can see him upright, more of a strider, right? So with this kid, there's still when when a guy's running upright, he's still kind of got his shoulders tucked a little bit, so his head kind of comes a little bit forward. This kid's head is all the way back he's fully erect it's like a full fucking straight up and down if he does that through the hole he can't do that otherwise he's going to get absolutely fucking destroyed uh pff round projection is round seven udfa espn rank number 18 
So he's going to go toward he, somebody will probably take a shot on him end of the draft. I like him. He's going to be a, more of a change of pace type guy um, for whatever team drafts him. Next, we have Benny LeMay out of Charlotte, five foot nine, two hundred fifteen pound senior. In 2019, he had 193 attempts for 1,072 yards, which was a 5.6 yard per carry with nine touchdowns, with 19 receptions for 242 yards, 12.7 average, and four TDs. Kid can catch. Very steady production in the last two years and never fell below 5.1 yards per carry all four years. Awesome. Kid can catch when needed. Awesome. Makes a cut and hits his boosters, which were pretty decent for a short, fat kid. This kid ran a 4.7540 at the combine. He's a little bit, he's a bit faster than that. I was really kind of surprised when I saw him. Um, I don't know if he can stay on a roster, but he gives it his all every play. Probably a practice squad guy. That's unfortunate. Maybe he can make it as a third down back. It's possible. PFF round projection, there was none. So he's probably a UDFA. Definitely a round seven type guy. I like the kid. Uh, Charlotte, you know, being in the conference that they're in, uh, troubles me a little bit. Um, but I like a kid that you can tell that he just doesn't fucking quit. Next, we have Anthony McFarland Jr. out of Maryland. <clears throat> this is the kid that everybody's talking about. Five foot nine, hundred ninety eight pound red shirt sophomore. So it's his third year. That's why he's able to come out. Two thousand nineteen, one hundred fourteen attempts for six hundred fourteen yards, five point four yard per carry. Nice with eight TDs. 17 receptions for 126 yards, 7.4 average, and one TD. Not bad. 2018 was his better year when he averaged 7.9 yards per carry. Hmm. So he has he has some nice potential. Nice-looking runner, but holds the ball a bit too loose again. Again, we like high and tight. Don't let him, don't let him hit an opening or else he is gone. 40-yard time, 4.44. He looks a lot faster than that when he hits it. Will bang at the line and gets his own push. So he's got strong legs. Very nice. He's far and away the better turp running back between him and Leak, and it's not even close. PFF actually dropped him down. He was a fifth round projection. He's now at a round seven slash UDFA. ESPN ranks him at number 11. He should go uh, no later than the fifth, early sixth round. Now we got Zach Moss out of Utah, five foot 10, 222 pound senior. Big guy, big guy, big guy. 2019, 235, uh, 235 attempts for 1,416 yards. 6.0 yards per carry. Very nice. And 15 TDs. Very nice. He finds the end zone. With 28 receptions for 388 yards. That is a 13.9 average in two TDs. So he can do it all. Consistent from a rushing standpoint and can catch the football when given the opportunity. Does carry the ball a little too loose, but is aware of it. And you can see him bring it in tighter when the defender approaches. When you get sloppy with it like that, but you're aware that you're doing it, I like that he's bringing it back in. The only thing is, if he's not aware that he's got a guy behind him, it can get poked out. So it's something that he needs to work on, but at least he's aware of it. Uh, Not exceptionally quick, but has nice feet and will bang and push defender backwards. Never gives up. Never surrenders, fights for every yard. Very patient when finding an opening and hits the hole hard. I really, really like Zach Moss. PFF dropped his round from two to three. ESPN rank number six. He's going to go behind the big names. He ends up in the right opportunity. He's going to be a very good back for a while. I do like Zach Moss. Next we have Sabo. I don't know how to say it. I just know. I, I, I was going to fuck it up anyways. Comes out of TCU. He's a six foot three, 240-pound senior. He's a fucking big dude. Uh, 2019, he had 134 attempts for 537 yards, 4.0 yards per carry, blah, and eight TDs with 24 receptions for 114 yards, 4.8 average, and one TD, blah. Rushing average declined each season. Not very fast at all, but will drag defenders. Gets his shoulders turned rather quickly and is forced out of bounds early on a run. He's he's such an east 
east west runner it's it's hideous a banger who stays low and uses his legs to power through runs he has nice catching ability uh pff round projection not available uh there's a reason i doubt he gets drafted uh next on the list we have michael p ryan out of florida 5 foot 11 218 pound senior 2019, he had 132 attempts for 676 yards, 5.1 yard per carry. Okay. Six TDs with 40 receptions for 262 yards, 6.6 average, and five TDs. Not bad. So he's a receiving guy. His best year rushing was 2018, but his best receiving year was 2019 by far. Okay. So they utilized him more in the passing game last season. Finds his opening and goes much faster than his combine time of 4.62. He's much faster much faster stays compact on the run even when he's out in the open i really like that i a guy that can stay low like that all the way through i i don't know i just it it's my favorite thing especially since he's running away from defenders while he's doing it where most guys will pop up and get into stride position very nice hands in the passing game stays low lets defenders bounce off and keeps it and keeps him upright do not sleep on that kid Round seven, UDFA by PFF. Number seven by ESPN. He's gonna go. He's gonna go in the mid range. Um, I think you're definitely looking at a third down back, uh, change of pace type guy. Uh, I do like Lamichael P. Ryan. Scotty Phillips out of Ole Miss, five foot eight, two hundred eleven pounds. 2019, he had 125 attempts for 542 yards, which was a 4.3 yards per carry, and five TDs with eight receptions for 77 yards, 9.6 average, and one TD. He was better in 2018 when he averaged 6.1 yards per carry. Okay, so there was a better year. There's more potential in there. Will bang inside and has some nice hands in the receiving game. Low through the line and doesn't run fully upright. Stays compact. Can push defenders backwards and has a deceptive burst when he finds the opening. I like the kid, but don't see him as much more as a backup in the NFL. Um, I would actually kind of change that up a little bit and go, he could be a third down guy as well. Next, we have James Robinson out of Illinois State, 5'10", 220 pounds. 2019, he had 364 attempts for 1,899 yards. 5.2 5.2 yards per carry, 18 TDs with 16 receptions for 80 yards, 5.0 average and zero TDs. Better in 2018 when he had 6.3 yards per carry on 159 fewer carries. Strong runner and is faster than his combine time. Patient and then explodes. His footwork, and we're going to get into this one here because Paul pointed this one out to me. Uh, his footwork is really fucking awkward on his cuts and, and stutters, but it works for him. This kid, if you imagine a penguin where the feet are sticking out towards the out, or where the toes are sticking out towards the outside and you have your, your heels in, that's how he runs. That's how his feet are angled on his runs. It's really fucking weird. It concerns me because that could actually be... That could create some kind of an issue with his knees. Just on that, my my stepbrother had the same type of issues, and he had knee problems when he was younger. And the doctor always wanted him to work on keeping the feet, you know, um, straight, or at the very worst, like how we would get taught in. Uh, offensive line drills of having your toes kind of pitched in a little bit. So it's really odd seeing it. It's really fucking goofy if you're looking for it. Um, But so I have some concerns with him that he would be an injury concern later in life, you know, a couple of years down the road, especially taking the beating in the NFL. Um, has a real uphill climb since he played a step down in divisions, but has a chance to hook on with the team. Uh, round projection of seven. ESPN ranks him as number fifteen. The kid could make it, um, but he's a part time. He's never going to be. He's never going to be a full time player. Uh, don't care what the stats say on that one. Ah, here we go. Here's a high end guy. 
DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, five foot nine, two hundred fifteen pounds. 2019, he had 196 rushing attempts for 1,218 yards, 6.2 yards per carry with seven TDs, 24 receptions for 216 yards, 9.0 average, and one TD. Very consistent all three years. Very consistent when you look at it, which is very good. Um, he's, he's kind of your typical Georgia running back. Very nice feet, and speed shows up on film, holds ball a little loose. Uh, and when I say a little bit loose... If you have it, pretend it, you know, if you have the football and you're keeping it high and tight, it's a slight drop. It's like a, you can see it, it's kind of like a 10, 15% drop in the front arm. Um, but I don't think it's going to be too much of an issue uh, versus some of the other guys who just kind of leave it hanging out there. Strong and doesn't give up when being tackled. Very capable receiver when needed. Reminds me of former Bulldog running back Nick Chubb. Uh, PF, and if anybody knows my love for Nick Chubb, then you know that I really like DeAndre Swift. Uh, PFF round projection, round three. ESPN rank has him one, as does Bucky Brooks at number one. But he is not the number one running back. He is a very close number two. We will get to the number one running back here in a little bit. But first, we have J.J. Taylor out of Arizona. five foot six, 185-pound junior. 2019, 148 attempts for 721, uh, 4.9 yards per carry. So he's a little bit lower than where I like at that five, but I'll give him a pass on it. Five TDs with 32 receptions for 289 yards, 9.0 average and zero TDs. Best year was 2018. His feet never stopped moving, and he looks faster than his combine time, which was 4.61. It looks a lot faster. It looks like he's actually a uh, 4.5 to a 4.45 type guy gives it his all and should get a shot at being a third down back very much looks like darren sproles that fifth round projection still seems high for me which is where pff has him uh espn has him as a number 19 so if you're telling me he's gonna go late fifth i'd probably buy into it i'm thinking he's going to be like a sixth round traffic like high six so low five high six somewhere in there number one running back coming up cheese i wonder who it is that's right it's jonathan taylor out of wisconsin five foot 11 219 pound junior 2019 he had 320 attempts for 2003 yards that's 6.3 yards per carry and 21 tds had 26 receptions for 252 yards that is a 9.7 average and five tds High inconsistency with his best yards per carry of 7.1 in 2018. Best running back in this year's draft. He's patient, fast, and strong. Underrated pass catcher as well. We were saying this all three years that he is very underrated as a pass catcher. PFF round projection round three. He will not last past round two, and that's early round two. ESPN rank number three. NFL.com rank number four. I am telling you right now, Jonathan Taylor, everyone is concerned because of the Wisconsin running back curse. Jonathan Taylor, and I've been watching, I've been consistently watching Badger football since 92. Jonathan Taylor is the best running back to come out of Wisconsin in the thirty almost 30 years that I've been watching Wisconsin football. And it's not even close. He's a good kid. He's got a good work ethic, everything. Whoever gets him is going to be incredibly happy with him, as long as he can avoid injuries, um, you know, which can befall anybody. Now, there's rumors that uh, Miami could quite possibly grab him with one of their three picks in the first round. I'm not so sure. Um but he's gonna go. He's gonna go late one, early two in this draft. And there's because there's plenty of teams down on that, down in that area that need a running back. I want him to end up on a team that's got at least a mediocre line, or at least has a good coaching staff that we can feel confident that they're going to continue his progress as a runner and as a pass catcher. Next on our list, we have Patrick Taylor out of Memphis, six foot three, two hundred twenty-seven pound senior. Two thousand 
2019, he had 78 attempts for 350 yards, 4.5 yards per carry, and 5 TDs with 8 receptions for 52 yards at a 6.5 average and 0 TDs. That's in 6 games. So we go back into 2018. He had 208 attempts for 1,122 yards. That's a 5.4 yard per carry and 16 TDs. Very good. With 17 receptions for 197 yards. An 11.6 average in two TDs. Uh, again, injuries robbed him of full 2019. Runs almost completely straight, standing up, which will kill him for his size, his height. He runs completely straight up and down. Um, but he does look a lot faster than his combine time of 4.57. I wish he had more burst, but has some decent power when he drops low. Uh, PFF does not rank him. ESPN does at number 17. I like the kid, but the height really concerns me. The higher, the, the taller you get past, like, say, six feet um, is more of a detriment to a running back than it is um, a help. So now with this kid having 17 receptions, his 17 receptions for 197 yards, we go back to the 2018, 11.6 average, right? I'm wondering if they can't put this kid in the slot and if he becomes more of a third down type back. He's got some juice to him. Um, It's just whether or not anybody wants to really kind of take a shot on him. Now, we have the same type of thing with um, Antonio Gibson. I got to find him. There's a there's an issue too with this, and I heard it on Friday with uh, listening to Guru in the morning. They were talking to Greg Cosell, and Cosell agrees that Antonio Gibson would make a better wide receiver. Um, Antonio Gibson is six foot two, two hundred twenty one pounds. He ran with the wide receivers at the combine, so PFF PFF is willing to look at him. And put him in round four. ESPN's willing to have a running back rank a number 13, right? But we're not looking at Patrick Taylor that same way. And another thing is that these sites, and they're saying some of these scouts still want to keep Antonio Gibson at a running back. Okay. Well, then you're making him a third down back, and you're putting him in the receiving game, and you're putting it, or you're putting him in a slot. So, Antonio Gibson gets to run with the wide receivers. Patrick Taylor gets to run with the running backs at the combine. The fuck was the point of that? Patrick Taylor, Memphis. He's a good running back. Now you do have the injury concerns, but uh, somebody needs to take a shot at him. And if they don't like those slot receivers in the lower end, you take a shot on Patrick Taylor. I think he's a good find. Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt. Built. Built. 5'10", 218-pound senior. In 2019, he had 198 attempts for 1,028 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, with nine touchdowns with 28-9 receptions for 286 yards, 9.9 average, and one TD. Very nice pass catcher. 2018 was a better year with 40 less carries uh, for over 200 yards more. He is a transfer from Illinois to Vanderbilt. Very nice receiver. Kid is fast and wants to make one cut at most and go. Very elusive. Avoids the big hits, but will bag on occasion. PFF has him round five. ESPN has him ranked number nine. I think that's about right. His 40-yard dash was 4.51. He looks a tad bit faster. Um, not much more, but uh, I like the kid. He should be uh, good. If not for just a change of pace, third down back type kid. Very, very good. I like him. Uh, last but certainly not least, uh, Mike Warren, the second out of Cincinnati. Five foot eleven, two hundred twelve pound or two hundred twenty-two pounds. I'm sorry, he's a bigger back. Two hundred sixty-one attempts for twelve hundred sixty-five yards, four point eight yards per carry, and fourteen TDs. With twenty-one receptions for one hundred fifty-three yards, seven point three average of two TDs. He's an absolute TD machine. Not very fast, but he has some elusiveness to him for his build. He's an upright runner who has a really loose handle on the ball when not in the box. Like we're talking, carries it straight out from his fucking body, and it's like, here, come get it. Yeah, I got some candy for you, kids. He has some nice hands when needed to catch. Not afraid to get low and bulldoze. 
PFF, round seven, slash UDFA. So that's the running backs. You guys are more than welcome to disagree with me on any of them, as always. But I'm just giving you my two cents on them, and that's probably about all it's really worth. But uh, a very, very good class um, overall, in my opinion, if especially if you're looking for like that change of pace, uh, third-down pass-catching type backs. There's not really anything to where... Uh, there's not a lot of backs that can carry a load, um, at least in the NFL, in my opinion. So, like I said, the running backs that you're really going to focus on, at least for this upcoming season, is definitely the guys at the top, which is you know what we're always doing. Uh, not so much in the mid-range. Um, the guys in the low end, we really need to pay attention to. Um, because they're either going to be hidden gems in there or they're going to fuck shit up for our teams, you know, for our fantasy football teams this year if they end up with a guy um, where they could split the, uh, some of the load, uh, take down some of the third down uh, work. So that's it for running backs. We're going to have tight ends. That should be out rather quickly because there's not really too many tight ends this year or, you know, in any type of year. So it shouldn't take too long. I'll definitely have another pod out before Wednesday. Um, like I said, I'm going to work on getting a live, work on the logistics of putting together a live podcast um, and how I'm going to be able to get that out to everybody so that you can come in, we can watch a draft together, and you can ask me any type of comments, any type of concerns. I'm going to have everything up right i'm gonna have the spreadsheet up i'm gonna have all the depth charts are up so you'll be able you should be able to ask me pretty much any question i'll be able to answer it so um but yeah so we'll we'll get going on that get everything together and uh yeah then after the draft we'll be working on uh Rookie drafts for your dynasty leagues that should be up within about two weeks. Um, it actually shouldn't take me nearly as long because I'll be able to work on it while I'm while I'm doing this. Unlike most years when I'm at the draft, so there are some bonuses to my vacation getting fucked up. But um, overall, I really wish I was in Arizona right now. Um, had planned on going on a nice hike for this morning, um, possibly doing Camelback Mountain again, but down in phoenix but it is what it is we deal with what we deal with um i'll have depth charts updated again this weekend uh so you should see them uh tomorrow actually on sunday but uh until then let's go get it let's uh let's work towards uh positive 2020 hopefully we have a fucking season but until then Have a good one, guys.